Morning, Dwight. Scott, get out of here. Sorry. Morning, Dwight. Scott, I'm. What are you, what are you doing? We're going on a road trip. What? Uh, me and my best friend. Okay, cool. Well, you can just um, you know, call me if you need me. If you're gone for a month or so, that's it's totally you. Fine. Uh, I don't, I don't know, Scott. I, I've made plans. We're going to the Powerline concert. The, count me in. Guys, if we, we listen to each other now. What? Guys, we saw a goofy movie, so it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! Fourteen! Great birthdays without him! He never even sent me a damn card! Die with him! Because I'm Homer Simpson! Pizza, pizza, pizza! <laughs> Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Crillon. I'm Dwight Stearns. So, Dwight, we're at the end of uh, Saturday morning, September. Yeah, it's a little sad. I'm, I'm, I'm sad I missed one of them. I'm happy I got to see uh, the Batman. And I thought you were going to say, I'm happy that I got to miss one of them. <laughs> well, that too. Um, <laughs> but I am super happy that we're ending on a crazy high note. Not that Batman wasn't, but a goofy movie is... I would argue a modern, underrated animated, animated oh, it, classic. it so is. And I wanted to do a Disney afternoon show, but I didn't know we weren't going to have enough like days in the month mm-hmm. to do it. And I totally forgot, because originally what we were going to do is getting pushed to January. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but it's, wow. something, it's something awesome. And I totally remembered a Goofy movie was based on Goof Troop. Yes, which is awesome. Like, okay, so Goof Troop, I which was part of um, Disney Afternoon. Disney Afternoon, which was started out as Saturday morning cartoons. Yes. But only on the Disney Channel, and then they moved it to uh, what used to be UPN, that mm-hmm. channel. In the afternoon for kids who couldn't afford the Disney Channel. <laughs> yes, I remember. Because it was, um, I think I think Disney Afternoon originally was like Chippendale, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, and... Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears and Tailspin. Yeah. Like, they were all interchangeable. I think it was a block of four that, like, so changed as the way it worked on. was... I Monday- about Gummy Bears. Monday, Wednesdays, show. and Fridays was DuckTales, Gummy Bears, and Tailspin. Okay. And Tuesdays and Thursdays was Darkwing Duck, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, and DuckTales. Nice. Because DuckTales, they doubled down on, same with Tailspin. Which is fair. Out of those shows, which was your favorite? Probably Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck is a really solid show. I agree. It's tied between that and DuckTales. Nice. You're asking me to pick, like, children, like, my my favorite children. I guess that's fair. My favorite child is easily Chippendale. Like, 100%. Like, the others are fine, but Chippendale was the one that I would go back to over and over and over That's the one I watched the most. Yeah, Chippendale was so... I loved Chippendale to this point, to this day. um, Yeah, I I still love those characters. We'll get into our favorite character. I want to talk about our favorite characters at some point. Sure. Um, But then Goof Troop, I never liked Goof Troop until... Well, Goof Troop was a part of the later run of them uh after they canceled gummy bears they replaced it with goof Troop. oh okay yeah so they canceled gummy bears and chippendale and they replaced it with darkwing duck and 
Goop Troop. And like Bonkers was on there at some point. Does Bonkers that sound was after they canceled Darkwing Duck. Okay, yeah, because Bonkers was a terrible replacement. It was like that, like Bobcat or something like that. Who was a cop? It was uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's yeah, basically more what or less it was. what it was. Yeah, but so, all animated. So and not good. Goof Troop was actually the highest written, not critically, but but viewer wise, it was the one that did the best. Goof Troop. I can see that. And the, that, Goof Troop was like after Ducktales, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, because Ducktales was the biggest for a while. Yeah, and they did so well with Ducktales: Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Mm, that's such a good movie. It really is. I contemplated having us <laughs> do that, but then I remembered. They wanted to make a Goof Troop movie, but sadly, the voice of Goofy of uh, Max, Dana Schneider, she she was she was in National Lampoon's European Vacation. Okay, she was also the voice of uh, Jerry Mouse in the Tom and Jerry movie. Oh, okay, the really bad one. <laughs> she passed away of breast cancer. That is very very sad. I and. Agree. I guess this went into limbo until they casted Jason Marsden, who was the voice of Thackeray Banks, and he was also... Thackeray Banks. He was also... crap. Did you know that Max was created in 1951? No. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. First appearance, Fathers Are People as Goofy Jr. Max was around at that point. Max has always been one of my favorite characters. I've always loved Max. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. And... So then we June got Foray voiced him at some point. Rocky Squirrel. Yeah, Holy can't believe crap. she just died. Well, she was like a billion. I, yeah. I thought she was immortal. Well, I, re- I remember um, my dad's like, oh, June Foray died. How? And I said she was ninety nine. Life killed her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time. <laughs> God with a sniper rifle. <laughs> um, so then, like Goof Troop was never high on my radar, and then. I saw the trailer for a Goofy movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to see that. And in Chelmsford, we had the Chelmsford Cinema, or which was the kind of crappy movie theater, or you could go to Tingsville to the nice, uh, it was General Cinema back then, but mm. now it's AMC. General Cinema. <laughs> and I, we went on a Sunday afternoon, me and my dad and my sister, because my my dad's like, to my mom, do you want to come see it? And she's like, is it animated? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, nope. <laughs> so my dad, uh, we put a bunch of food in a carry-on bag, and and we went into the theater with, like, a ton of food. A ton of not-bought stale <laughs> popcorn. Cause Would the, you always pre-pop your popcorn before you went in? Well, we, we... We used to do that. We used to smuggle in full bags of pop- popcorn. Yeah, yeah we, we did that, but... I think we also had like grilled cheese sandwiches. That's a little elaborate. <laughs> I didn't have lunch. I, guess. I would be on that. I, we never I, went that far. Well, when, I, when I was in high school, we used to go to like McDonald's beforehand. Me and my friends, we would like that makes sm- sense, smuggle yeah. in like hamburgers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like as a family, we never brought in anything more than popcorn. Well, I, I just remember seeing a Goofy movie and asking my dad, "Where's the popcorn?" And he's like, <laughs> he says, "Shut up! Here's a grilled cheese." Well, he's like, "You get it after you eat lunch," because I was like. That's eight or nine years old so yeah that makes sense it came out in 95 yeah so um i just remember in this very cold theater because i think this came out like around christmas time it's possible it was a freezing theater and i was eating 
a now cold grilled cheese sandwich and it was gross <laughs> yeah that and like, g- melted cheese that's re-solidified into, yeah. <laughs> into solid cheese yeah it's, it's so, always fun so i just remember like saying oh no my sandwich fell on the floor and then the movie started my dad couldn't argue with me <laughs> um so this movie was so short that like baby's kids it came out in april so i can see it being a little bit cold yeah but it was still cold yeah it was april 7th yeah because oh this was 95 yes april fool's day storm just happened oh okay yep so in this theater the movie started like and i just remember being floored i was like hey this is like a kid's film but it's kind of adult (laughs) And it really kind of is. It really like, is because it's all about Goofy and Max. Like, Goofy loves Max, but Max hates his dad. <laughs> and Max loves Roxanne. Roxanne. Which is. It made we me a little don't uncomfortable. Have the rights in this to song. This song. We. Sure. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so, uh, when we say Roxanne, do we take a shot every time? Yes. I'm already wasted. No. We said it like four um, times. So, I just, the one thing I always remembered about this is how graphic the opening is. Because the opening is him having that, that dream. It wakes up with Max, which is very similar to Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because he's in like the corn, not a cornfield, it's a wheat field. It's a wheat. And he's being summoned by like this siren song of this, uh, of Roxanne, who's like on like this mountaintop or like a stone pillar yeah. or something like that and she's like calling max and like he ends up werewolf transforming into goofy and that's so dark it really was but was when the siren up. song was going on all i could think of is patty mayonnaise ah. <laughs> <laughs> we should do doug sometime yeah doug was great banging yeah. on a trash can oh well november we can always do nick to november okay nickelodeon november yeah, we can figure something out. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anywho, so he wakes up, and I love when someone wakes up from a nightmare in a Disney movie because they always do the same thing, whether it's live action or cartoon. They always touch their face. As if, like, am I alive? Oh, Is my this God. Real? What and then he does the checking to see if his teeth grew <laughs> any bigger. And so this is the first moment where I was like, something seems off. And what was off to me was Max wasn't wearing a shirt. And it made me more uncomfortable than I want to admit because it was just, it's surreal seeing a character like that who you usually have like the the connective tissue of like a solid color that's not his black fur skin. Um, It'd be it, like seeing Donald Duck with pants. It, it, that's exactly what it feels like because usually like, yeah, if you saw Donald Duck with pants and no shirt, it's just weird. So it just feels... Because I think most Disney characters either wear just pants or just a shirt, it felt like he was like fully naked. But he was still wearing his gloves, which is strange to me. Because I'm assuming those are like an integral part to his hands. I think it's his hand, and he can't take it off. <laughs> That's pretty messed up. So he gets a phone call from Peach, who is the great Rob Paulson. Yes. Ron. No, Rob. 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 Robert. Um, I'm thinking Ron Perlman. And... Uh, what I love about PJ is what a wiener he is. He really is. For someone who is um, P, 
Pete's son, and Pete is like traditionally Goofy's like antagonist. He's always a jerk to Goofy, and, and he is in this movie too. And he's Max's best friend, and Max is super cool. Yeah, Max is awesome. He's like so like he's like sweet and like naive and like just like a happy go lucky guy. Yeah. And Max doesn't do enough in this movie, as far as I'm concerned. I'm like I said, I like we said, I wasn't that big a fan of Goof Troop the show, but I know like him and Max were together all the time. They were best friends. Yeah. So, like, I was really bummed that, like, PJ wasn't involved in more. this story more. He was only in, like, three scenes. Yeah. Um, Ron Paulson's awesome. Yeah, he start, He sets up the... Um, Rob Paulson. He started... Raphael. I always mess it up. Raphael, now Donatello. Yes. Still, I think. Yep, he still is. And, like, a bunch of voices on Rick and Morty, which is always awesome. He's Snowball. Or sn- yes. Yeah. Uh, it's snuffles into Snowball. Yeah. Snuffles and is my squ- slave name. And he's squanchy. He's squanchy? I'm 99% sure he's squanchy. Squanchy, man. I love squanchy. So um, he gets a phone call from Peach, and Peach is like, where are you? And he's like, oh, I have plenty of time. And then he knocks on his alarm clock, and it switches, and you find out that the alarm clock, because it's that old Groundhog Day alarm clock. Yeah, that like is like... It's not digital. It's like these like little things that like flip. Yep. It must have gotten stuck or something like that, so it didn't actually you know go to the right time. And he's late. And then who comes barging in his room? Go hook. It's big old goof. This is one of my favorite jokes because he goes, "Morning, son, Dad." Gosh, sorry. <laughs> and then he knocks and knocks says, "Morning, son." The he's same, like busts right ex- in, same so. exact way, and I love that. And. Uh, Goofy cleans up his room and sucks up... He's sucking up all of his clothes. Yeah, because all of his clothes are just, like, everywhere on the floor. (laughs) Because he's a 14, 15-year-old boy. Like, of course. Um, Do you leave your socks hanging everywhere? I still do. Me Uh, too. My my wife gets very upset at me. Tiffany does. My fiance gets (laughs) upset with me, too. But... I, I we watched this uh, last year, and I said, "See, Max does it too." So like, it's fine. He's also a fourteen-year-old boy scout. We have no excuse. We're grown-ass men. But he's voiced by a thirty-nine-year-old man. I, fine. Check I guess. and maybe mate. <laughs> Obviously, obviously, because so, because that's what matters. <laughs> so, um, Goofy sucks up his power line po- uh, standy. Yeah, he's he's a cardboard cutout of a pop singer. I had is- a. I had a cardboard cut out in my room from my bar mitzvah. Of who? Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You were a man. God. <laughs> you became a man. Because at my bar mitzvah, my parents got... It was movie-themed. Oh, I was wrong. Sorry. What? Tom Kenny voices Squanchy. Uh, I was way off. Saint. Eh, SpongeBob. Yeah. Sorry. Yakko Warner. Um, so at my bar mitzvah, we had cardboard cutouts for my movie themed and we had sarah michelle geller as buffy the vampire slayer and then you had heather graham as felicity shagwell jeez um some kid took that one i wanted that one some kid who's not your friend anymore yeah (laughs) that kid is dead to me and then we had like an obi-wan kenobi ewan mcgregor one It was 1999. I was going to say, wait, okay, okay. It was 99, so it was Buffy the Vampire. So he was Padawan, Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, and uh, we had a (laughs) mini-me. So. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) So. What was your theme? Movies? Or? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And we gave out uh, VHS 
tapes as uh, prizes to kids who won different contests. Sweet. Just the weirdest stuff we gave out. Like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. and That's a great movie. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. That's a great movie. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. I actually do like that movie. Mila <laughs> Kunis is in that movie. Uh, yeah. Like a 12-year-old, 12-year-old Mila Kunis. Year old and uh, Allison Mack from Smallville. Is she really? Oh, I, we've been over this. I have not seen it in Smallville. You said Allison okay. Mack, and I thought the secret We're, world of Alec Mack. She's also in it. Larissa Olenek <laughs> is, is also is in it. Is she really? Movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Bug Hall is in it. Yes. And did we talk about something that Bug Hall was in? He was Alfalfa. And he was an Alfalfa. And we, we went to college with a kid who almost got the part of Alfalfa. That's but what we were talking about. His parents about. were like, we want you to grow up normal. There we go. And All comes back. <laughs> so, yes. Haven't I did have a cardboard cutout like Max, but it was not of Powerline. Did uh, your parents vacuum it by accident? Uh, there was there was a uh, tropical storm, and the window got left open. Oh jeez! And, and she got uh, she got wet. She got wet. <laughs> Fair so, enough. so no. So he runs out into the street, and his dad comes running after him. <laughs> Goofy's like not to be. This is going to sound, like, sexist, but Goofy is, like, he's in the stereotypical, like, um, female, like, just out of the shower dress. Because he's, like, got the towel around his chest, and he's got, like, he doesn't have hair, but he has a towel, like, in, like, that, like, beehive style, like, when, like, women, like, turban themselves well, like when, when they come out. Like, when Marge Simpson on The Simpsons, yes, the yes. phone's ringing, I'll be right there, I'll be right there. Yes, and she's just... And then it cuts to Homer, and he's doing the same thing. He has the towel around his waist, and... Yep. I, but it's, like, it, it's a funny it's visual. A, yeah. Also, I, I get the idea of Goofy being feminine. Because he has to be mom and dad. Yes, he does. Which we'll Wait, get into. Yes. Um, so he hands Max his lunch. And my favorite, one of my favorite things in this movie is he gives him a kiss on the cheek and everyone's laughing <laughs> yeah, like, like it's At this moment, like a street gang is like rolling by on their skateboards. and like, what a loser. And like the whole neighborhood's like paused. What a to, dork. Yeah, to like... He gets called the dork a lot in this movie. Oh, poor Max. I, I feel bad for him. I do. Maxie, wait up! You forgot your lunch. Have a good day. <laughs> They've been laughing since I can remember. But they're not gonna laugh anymore. No more Maxie the geek. No more goof of the week like before. So then you have the first musical number, and I pointed out to you that the voice of Max is Jason Marsden, who is the voice of Chester on Fairly Odd Parents. He's also uh, Thackeray Banks. He's a famous voice actor. He was in Spirited Away. Oh, was he like the... He's the, the dog the, thingy. The dude. The, oh, the dog thingy. He's okay. the, the, the guy. Yeah, the, the one that she's like friends with, and yeah, he becomes like a dragon type cause. thing. Yeah, the dog... The, yeah, dragon the dragon dog thing. Falcor. <laughs> It'd be um, awesome if he was Falcor. Yeah. I was like back pimples popped. Yeah. Anyways, continue. So uh, the singing voice is Aaron Lore, who was in D two the Mighty Ducks and D three the Mighty Ducks. This blew my mind. He was one of the Bash Brothers. You said yep. right? Not he, the original one, but the other one. Yeah, the the good looking one, not Foggy, <laughs> not Foggy Nelson. I did not know that Foggy Nelson was the Bash Brother until you Elden mentioned Henson? it during. I did not know that until El- you mentioned Elden it during Henson this. Elden Henson went from being super skinny and. Mighty Ducks to chubby and fat, and she's all that in the Mighty. Back to skinny again, then to fat. This if he keeps losing and gaining weight like that, he's gonna get diabetes. <laughs> like I'm going to get. <laughs> um, so 
it blows my mind because Aaron Lohr was also the singing vo- voice of Max in this. Mm-hmm. He was also one of the Newsies in the original Newsies, and he was one of the AIDS patients in Rent. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So it, his, his, if you look at his IMDb, it's the funniest thing because it's like, D2 The Mighty Ducks, a goofy movie, D3 The Mighty Ducks. Rent. Rent. <laughs> Hey, Rent is a respectable show, and people like it. I've well, never seen it, but I'm, I've heard it's good. Well, uh, basically... Something about days? Yeah. I know it's about, like, age patients and, like, yeah. the... Well, the song he sings is, uh, Will I Lose My Dignity. Meaning... I thought you said, not dignity. I thought you said, dig... Dignity. Okay, Will I lose enough. my dignity? Will someone care? So, basically, he's dying. Will anyone give a damn? That's fair. And when people describe him, they're like, yeah, he looks like a linebacker, but he has the voice of an angel. <laughs> and you can tell that they're like... He looks need... like a Bash brother. <laughs> well, his singing voice is Max. You can tell they're like, can you try and sound like Jason? So, like, he starts, like, the whole, they've been laughing at me. And then he, like, goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, there are moments where he, like, gets into, not operatic, but, like, he, like, holds notes and it sounds... Not like something that like Max would be doing as a character. It's kind of angelic, like yeah. He's got, I'll give you that. Angelic sounds the, good. He's got the voice of an angel, and a big bashing angel. Yeah. Oh man, can you picture being on the Mighty Duck set and like him singing show tunes and like that would be amazing to have seen. Town girl. Is um, he the one who starts singing "We Are the Champions" at the end? No, I doubt that's it, the but... cowboy. Ah, okay. Yeah, man, we got to do the Mighty Ducks. Any of them? Only three. Three is awful. <laughs> I know that's why it's it makes me too. so mad. D two is a little weird. I liked D two. D two. I liked D two as a kid because it was like it's the sequel. It's better and like there was like more flashy stuff. Like it was so much more aimed at like specifically younger kids my age with like the knuckle puck and like the yeah. blatant stereotypes Kenan. of people who Ken, Kenan's in it with his knuckle puck. Yep. But like the blatant stereotypes of like the, the hockey of the um cowboy. It's like you can't lasso people on the ice. That's not how that works. But like and, like the token girl and then like the token butch girl. Like <laughs> and <laughs> so um yeah anyways moving on. We, Goofy movie. We definitely have to do gotta do mighty ducks <laughs> any goozle um wait we could do the first one the first one's not that good either it's not it's been a while since i've seen no, it it's not the first one i remember being upset because i think i saw two first and i remember being upset two watching the watching the original one and being like their the logos on their uniforms are stupid because it was like a big deal to me when they got their mighty ducks uniforms and it was like this dumb stupid duck whereas in the second one it's like a Hollywood designed like it. Well, duck, it's, it's like, the logo goalie. for the actual team yeah. of them. So, uh, anyways, yeah. When I when I was at the Daily Show, we played uh, kickball against uh, the, the Col- Ducks, the Colbert Report kids, uh-huh. and we were the Ducks, and I did the quack, quack, quack. <laughs> did you guys do a flying V? No, I got kicked in the chest, and we won the game because I caught the ball because I got kicked the ball in the chest. The ball <laughs> went up. And kicked me right in the chest, and I caught it, and we won. And you won. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So, anyway, hear that Scott MVP winning the winning the game for everybody. Back to Aaron Lors from the Mighty Ducks singing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's this song is just so it was forgettable. Weird. I don't, it was just like a generic like I'm gonna date Roxanne, and it's the end of school or yeah, it's yeah. the last day of school. 
the the line that's so depressing is she walks by and he goes she looked right through me and who could blame her man he must have such a low self-esteem well his dad's goofy what do you expect <laughs> like goofy is goofy and max is like a normal dude so like but you find out she didn't look right through him she's been watching him forever and it's like just disgustingly obvious and like i get it it's like it's a kids movie and like you need to kind of like wear those emotions like flat out or else like kids people might not the intended audience might not pick up on it but like there's no way these two people who are clearly friendly like they talk to each other and like they are always sharing these like longing glances anytime he gets hurt she go she goes to him yeah but i guess to be fair because like so skipping ahead a little bit once he actually like does talk to her, uh, she immediately is reciprocating to him, and he asks her to a party. And like, so it's not even I, they really didn't like stretch out the whole like, oh, does she like me? Does she not like me? Blah blah blah. No, that, it's like she likes you. Yeah, more or less. Like he doesn't like know that he likes her, but it's not like he wasn't talking to her and stuff like that. But anyways, yeah. So what does Scott do? And it's not, not <laughs> Max. What does Max do on the last day of school, Scott? That's what I well, want to say. Well, he gets there, and PJ's like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> and It's pretty rude of him. Yeah. and uh, he's like, which, which is insane, because, you know, everyone else is already in the school. But I guess because they're planning something special, so. Yeah. So, um, their plan is to hijack the final day assembly was to hire Polly Shore to help them do who this. Is, yeah, they hire the AV captain played by Polly Shore and like you could tell so this was at the time this was 95. Yeah. So he this, had to have been on a downslide though. No, he was at the height of the weasel. Really? Cuz like, when was Biodome? I thought Biodome, Biodome was the was beginning nine, of the end for him. Biodome was 97. Oh, okay. Oh, so, okay, okay. So okay. this was probably I think this was the same year as In the Army Now, and then he did in 96, Jury Duty, then Biodome. And Biodome was like the start of the nail in the coffin. Yeah. So when Son-in-Law, In the Army Now, then Jury Duty, Biodome. Mm-hmm. And he, at the, in 95, he's at the height of the weasel. Like, So you have to think, he got this role, he probably got this role in 93, went into the recording booth in 93, and he's all... I am the weasel. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm shocked that he didn't squeeze in a weasel. Oh, he, I, like, he didn't say you weasel. Have to, you have to think he tried, and they're like, no. Not happening, no. You can talk about cheese whiz all you want, but yeah. no weasel. And that's how they pay him. They pay him in cheese whiz. Cheddar. Cheddar cheesy. I'm like... It was so... I, I remember in the, watching the trailers for this as a kid and being like, the leaning tower of cheese and thinking it was really funny. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, this is just gross. He's like squeezing cheese whiz into his mouth and hands and like eating it. And like, it always like gets like caked on the outside of his lips and he's like chewing with his mouth open, which is one of the, my, like, my biggest gross outs is people who chew with their mouth open. I can't uh, stand it. Yeah. Go away, Polly Shore animated man and- who has the crazy haircut that a lot of people have nowadays where half your head is shaved. Yeah. He's a trendsetter. And I I hate, I just hate the... Yep. It's like... Part of, if I do it, I apologize. Part of my um job, I just did it. Part of my job is listening to audio at work. Yeah, it's my job. And so sometimes I listen to people who are not professional professional voices and they either get too close to the microphone or their mouth is so wet you can hear like their tongue like... 
<laughs> around and it's it was grossing me out literally this week i had to listen to someone like that and i like, it took me forever because i would listen to like 30 seconds and be like i have to take a break because it's disgusting anyways pet peeve dwight moving on <laughs> there's only one person who i guess is like the best at doing audios like the, they're they're never too close to the mic they never chomp and that's rob Lowe. Oh, really? Because apparently he over-enunciates every word. Oh, well. And he thinks about what he's going to say. And then he says it. I guess that makes sense. Like. And I don't see why that wouldn't make sense. And it makes sense because I'm doing that right now. And you can hear his vocal pattern by just thinking about what you're going to say. I get it. Okay, that makes sense. I never think about what I'm going to say. I just start talking. (laughs) And he's, he's... That's not what Polly Shore is in this. No, he is just like diarrhea of the mouth. And it seems like it's improvised, but you can tell that they had to write Polly Shore for Polly Shore. You're right. It's Disney. There's no way that this was like they let him have free reign. Like they did that with Aladdin. And I mean, that's like a very special circumstance because it's Robin Williams. And I doubt and that Polly Shore is they also, anywhere near that. They also talented. had Scott Winger in the, the booth with him. So you had Aladdin and the genie <laughs> playing off each back other. Back to back. I had a back to back. So they hijacked the assembly. How about science slumber parties? For Powerline, who is in this town, I pointed out to you, there's no way that everyone in this school, mm-hmm. because when Principal Wallace Shawn gets murdered, <laughs> like, they suck him into the floor. Yeah, they, like, open up a trap door. Yeah, they open the trap door, which I guess they were doing Sweeney Todd? <laughs> like, <laughs> they are like, doing some sort of mermaid pirate thing, so yeah. maybe they had someone walk the plank, I don't know. Yeah. So, there's no way that everyone in this town, like, we were talking about in high school, there were kids who liked country, kids who liked rap. There's no way that everyone liked Powerline. Yeah, which is like this Prince style, it's like... A little Prince bit, a little bit more more poppy than Prince. It's very Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, Prince. <laughs> oh man, combo. I would love to see Michael Jordan. <laughs> that would be amazing. As Prince, but like, so Max has dressed up like Powerline, and like they're videotaping him from backstage. But then he ends up like breaking like that. That would have been so much money that like he damaged that um like screen. Those projector screens are why expensive. Got in trouble. Yeah, and then like he starts, he like almost hangs himself, and is like whipping around the auditorium on a on a on a rope and he almost grabs Roxanne's hand but then Wallace Shawn comes up and like kills him. Well, my favorite line in that is the the skimpy looking girl who just yells, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> like like you don't know, like it's clearly Max. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he he looks like that kid who has the goofy teeth. It's probably not. No, it's probably PJ. Oh, and we also have uh, the only cameo of Joey Lawrence in this. He like leans over to Roxanne and is like, like, "Hey, who you going with to the uh, Powerline concert?" So every Powerline concert viewing party. Right. Yeah. So pay per view is a thing 
still here, and I loved it. <laughs> because The only thing that's pay-per-view nowadays is, like, fights. Yeah. So, um, they all end up in the principal office, the principal's office, mm-hmm. um, and PJ comes out, and he's p- pale as a ghost. He's like, I'm going to get squashed like a bug. <laughs> My dad's going to kill me. And if you know who his dad is, his dad's Pete. Yep. Yeah. He's going to come home. Pete's going to take off that belt. And he's just going to be like, no, dad, no, stop hitting me. But, but we never see what happens to him. Because as far as we know, nothing bad happens. Because the next like time we see PJ is he's on vacation. Having a grand old time in a giant RV. Do you think that's why PJ is wearing a uh, a giant oversized shirt? <laughs> in the hide, middle of the summer, yeah. To hide the, to hide the bruises. Not, not just because he's, you know has a whole black fur body that would hide anything because it's fur. But, um, but yeah, so Polly Shore then goes in. We don't see what happens there, but he, then, he, but he says, Hey, Max, hide my stash. And it's his, it's cheese whiz. <laughs> sure. It is. Polly Shore. As all this is going on, um, Goofy is at work with, uh, Pete. Yep. Who is Max's father, or uh, PJ's PG, father. And I guess, PJ uh, Pete runs the photo area of this like Walmart. At Target. this point, yeah, it's, it's clearly like a Walmart, Target, Kmart, Sears style convenience store. And, and Goofy's just like your lowly picture taker. Yeah, and portrait taker. The kids love him, but they hate Pete. <laughs> well, yeah, because Pete's Pete. Pete like has to. Um, he literally glues Velcro to a child's butt to make them sit still. <laughs> Whereas Goofy, like, swallows a rubber duck, chokes to death on a rubber duck, and is squeaking it from his voice, and it's making all these babies laugh. And it's <laughs> it's typical Goofy humor. It's, it's fun. It's so weird. I'm not disagreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Like, um, and that's where Pete and uh, Goofy get in the whole topic of spending time between a father and son to yep. strengthen the bond and goofy is like oh i think i'm just gonna let Ma- max do max for i don't want to smother him and then uh he gets a phone call he gets a phone call oh before that uh max acts acts asks out uh roxanne oh, that's right because roxanne sees him while he's waiting to go in because he looks like he's basically gonna kill himself he's, yeah because he's just like has his like head hung between his legs and like he's covering his head with his uh hands and she like goes up to him and is like max hi and like he's not responding and she has to like tap him on the shoulder or something well, like she that. does the <coughs> yeah that's what it was <coughs> and like her nerdy friend with glasses and braces is like egging her on be like go on talk to him and this this nerdy girl is the one who's throwing the big power line party yeah it's a. Uh... It's Jenna Vaul who played Six on Blossom. So this is a very '90s movie because Roxanne oh, is voiced. Roxanne is voiced by Kelly Martin from uh, Life Goes On, the TV show starring Corky. If okay. Everyone remembers. And then you have Polly Shore, and Jason Marsden who was on Boy Meets World. Like this is such a '90s movie with '90s voices. Not and disagreeing with you. So he asks out Roxanne, and she goes, I would love to. And she leaves, and he's like, I'll call you later. And she's like, okay. <laughs> he asked her to the party, yeah. And he goes, everybody mambo, because... Oh, I forgot about that. Because um, when he's talking to Goofy about Powerline being the biggest musician, he goes, nowhere near as good as Xavier Gugat, the mambo king, who is a real guy. Okay. 
He is a real guy. I did not know that. Because I... Uh, did you look him up? No. Uh, in my library in uh, high school growing up, uh, at the town library, they had all these CDs. They had uh, a ton of good soundtracks. They had, like... Um, the Cruel Intention soundtrack. They had this soundtrack, which is actually pretty good. Hmm. And then they had Xavier Kugat, Xavier Mambo King, for uh, Mishra Hulo's Holiday. <laughs> like, a weird French movie soundtrack. Hey. Yeah. Whatever gets the music flowing. So he goes, everybody, Mambo! And he starts dancing with the secretary. And this hey, Who's is- in her chair. Yes! She said yes! <laughs> You said this was your favorite line? This is my favorite line because she goes, Hey, it's not even my break yet. (laughs) Which, what is she doing on her break? Dancing with children, apparently, is uh, the implication that I get. They really need to Corey check her, like, (laughs) really bad. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. So... At this point, the principal is at his wit's end. Wallace Shawn ends yeah. up calling Goofy. And he... He doesn't even call Max in. He just calls Goofy. Yeah. Like, and he's like, <laughs> this was the most, like, out of left field part of the movie for me. Because he calls up Goofy and he's like, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that your son was acting like a real hoodlum. And he um, was damaging school property. And he tells him that he, like, cra- he hijacked the, um, the auditorium uh, meeting or whatever. And he's like, and if your son keeps on going the way that he is, he's going to wind up in the electric chair. Okay. He's like, whoa, that's a bit of a jump there, pal. <laughs> like, j- just because, you Over-exaggerate know. Over-exaggerate Just a bit. Yeah. Holy crap. So, um, yeah, that's so crazy. And then uh, Max is about to leave school, and everyone starts cheering for him. And because he was power line, because or? he pulled off this prank. Yeah. And the 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 girl who goes, "Who's that guy?" shows up again. She looks like they all look like high school kids, except for her. She looks like she's. 45 and she's, she's definitely up animated this is an animated cartoon and that she looks like a woman and a dog woman because yeah. all dogs don't forget because goofy is dogs and uh jenna Vaiul, the best friend goes he's taken <laughs> he's roxanne's and then pj goes max max <laughs> which that's so weird. It's also so 90s. And so, yeah. like, so they're trying to, like, convince us that Max is, like, this... Max thinks he's this nerd, but any nerd would not have the entire school cheering and chanting for you. I mean, in high in high school, did you ever think you were a nerd? Yeah, 100%. Me too. But then I found out, like, after I graduated that everyone liked me. I was like, where Oh, the- I did not find that out. <laughs> yeah, like, someone's like, yeah, everyone loves you. They always wanted to hang out with you. I was like, when? I was going to the movies by myself. I did not have that uh, that experience. Uh, opposite, in fact. Very few people wanted to hang out with me in high school. And to this day. So thanks for hanging out with me, Mr. Popular Scott. <laughs> I'm not popular. But if everyone wants to hang out with you, then clearly I you're I want to hang out with you, man. Yeah, who doesn't? Everyone. We've established that. But anyways, with, moving on. With you. <laughs> so, the... He, they go back to the the song that he was singing before it was rudely interrupted by the principal. Mm-hmm. Like it picks up exactly where it left off. Well, obviously, because they just hit pause. 
And apparently he knows all of the extreme sports because he pulls a Ferris Bueller. Yeah, and he starts skateboarding through, like, pipes and, like, doing loop-de-loops on them and, like, going over and under things. And he's, like, <laughs> he, uh, running over, like, hedges. and He goes onto the slip and slide and goes down that yeah, crocodile mile. I forgot about that. <laughs> Weird sequence. Like, the, uh, as I was saying, like, this movie is a musical, but the music is... Few, few I, it, and far between. It, it forgets it's like the the front the like first twenty minutes of this movie are loaded with like f- five songs, and then it forgets that it's a musical for the rest of the like movie until like the very end when Goofy and Max sing a song. It's like the producers like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, it's a musical. <laughs> Where's the music, guys? Oh crap! <laughs> and uh, the actual score of the movie I pointed out to you was Carter Burwell's, yeah, who did all of the music for Fargo. And uh, Raising Arizona and Barden Fink. Like, he was the Coen Brothers' go-to guy, so... Which is just weird, but awesome. It made the movie even better. I 100% agree. Yeah, so he gets home, and he's like, Hey, Dad, where are you going? And he's like, Going on a fishing trip with my best friend, Donald Duck. <laughs> I liked the reference. There, and then Donald Duck shows up Donald later. Donald Duck shows up, so is Mickey. Yep. But, um, yeah, so Goofy like has decided that in order to make... Make sure that Max is not a delinquent. He is going to go. Can't he's going to take Max to this fishing spot that his father took him to when he was younger, and that's going to magically fix their relationship and put Max Max on the straight and narrow. So he's going to kidnap his son, more or less, because like <laughs> yeah. Max shows up and he's like, and Goofy says, "I'm going on a camping trip with my best son," and Max is like, "Oh great, yeah, call me when you get back. If you have any issues, just let me know." And Goofy's like. No, I'm taking you. <laughs> no, no. And he like throws him in the car, yeah. and like it's a little bit disconcerting. So uh, Max is like, yeah, and goodbye, Roxanne, Roxanne. And then he, after an hour of having this date with his dream girl, he has to break the date. And he goes and cancels it, and then he does the most frustratingly stereotypical movie character thing and he makes an elaborate lie about why he has to break the date and it's not because he's gonna go hang out with his dad because he's embarrassed instead he's because power line asked him to be he's going to the power line concert because his dad is old friends with him and he's going to get to dance on stage with power line which what goofy has to be 45 50 and power line is clearly a 30 year old man or 28 it's insane. Yeah. And, okay, so you pointed out while we were watching it, this is a world where, like, animals are people. Yep, that's typical but, Disney stuff. But animals are also animals. And then you have Roxanne's dad, who is that weird in-between. Well, he's clearly, like, he's much more dog, I think, than he is yeah, anything because, else. Because he's growling at Max, and she's like, come on, daddy. Good daddy. So, either... Did he have, like, an accident? He was, like, on a construction site and, like, just a beam hit him in the head. And he's, like, like before, he's talking like this. And he's, like, I can't wait to come home oh, to my... Oh, I'm going to come read the New Yorker. And then, douche. Can't wait to daughter see... <laughs> Does he even say anything? He just growls, right? No, yeah. He doesn't say anything. He's just, like... Yeah. He looks like Uncle Phil. <laughs> R.I.P. But, um... <laughs> So yeah, so my so fault. Max, Max my and fault. Goofy, then leave Boston. You said you saw the Sitco sign. I didn't see it. I but... s- I swear I saw like a Sitco sign, like the big Sitco sign, because at the on the map, map, the map. 
gorge. So on the map, it starts like they're either in Rhode Island or Boston. It definitely starts in the northwest, northeast. You're correct. Northwest. Well, like the, the yeah. it ends up in the northwest because they're going to like Idaho, Lake Destiny, Idaho, That's which it. apparently is right next to California, which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> next to Hollywood, because there's only two locations. But we're gonna get there. Yes. So. Uh, they're on the road. They sing the weirdest song because Goofy breaks. All well, Goofy and Max break the radio. But, Both of them do it. Yeah, but it's not Max's fault because all Max wants to do is listen to music, and Goofy is like, "Oh, you want to sing a song?" No, he wants to listen to Van Halen on the radio. <laughs> he doesn't want to sing your 1955 G Shucks. Yeah, High Hopes. That's what that's what it was. Yeah. G, G golly G shucks song with he doesn't want to sing a chorus round with you. He wants to listen to some shred metal. It's nineties. And uh, they sing on the open road, which this is the weirdest song. Yeah, because it's all done, or it starts off with like natural sounds. It's like keys jingling, cars backfiring, and then it kind of like builds to this cacophony of just like noise and people singing about driving on the open road and they drive past mickey and donald and and you have an old-timey like uh saloon player guy <laughs> in the back of a truck yeah and these women come out from the the piano the piano if he's still playing you should just hear oh god yeah, exactly. oh god oh, stop oh, playing oh, stop playing the, you're killing us the hammers are hitting me the hammers are hitting me <laughs> and they look like they're talking about going to Texas? They look Nashville. Like yeah, they look... Okay. It's, uh, howdy folks, is this the train to Nashville? Yeah. Girl, first off, They look like they're like cheerleaders. <laughs> you're not on a train. Calm down. You can get wherever you want because you have full freedom over where you're driving to. Thank you. And then you have, like, the grossest couple, like, a tiny... A tiny looking guy who sounds like this. Like Dopey? Or Droopy? Droopy Dog? Yeah. And because he's in that tiny convertible yep. with that large with woman. With the giant woman who's three times Clearly the size of the convertible. Uh, and then uh, then you get the next musical number because after they all sing about, you know, being on the open road, mm-hmm. they go to Lester's Possum Farm. <laughs> uh, Lester's Possum Park. That's one of the moments that I like specifically remember from when I originally watched this was them going to the pot because it just like blew my mind because even as a kid i was like that's gross and weird like yeah even i thought that was disgusting what because possums are like they're evil dirty rats they're like giant rats and it's just like oh these are these cute things and they're taking pictures with like actual possums i was telling you like as we were watching this it it reminded me of um this place in new hampshire called storyland which i don't i think you said you went to yeah they had a very similar oh i went there a bunch every summer when we would go uh camping to jellystone park uh jellystone national park i don't think it was really a national park but it was the yogi bear um, characters um we used to go there every summer and then we would always go up to storyland and like the lost river and stuff like that up there but anyways um this possum style animatronic fake show reminded me of that like just like you're like kind of chintzy small time roadside attractions that are like 70 years past their prime it always reminds me of the simpsons for bart's birthday and they're like you're the birthday you're the birthday (laughs) you're the birthday boy or girl (laughs) like Uh, it reminds me of chuck e cheese like a chuck e cheese yeah chuck e cheese as a kid, it felt a little bit more high class. Probably wasn't. My my memories are just playing the Simpsons arcade game and Turtles arcade game mm. and crawling in the tubes on the ceiling. 
But anyways. <laughs> so so Max gets like super pissed because like Goofy starts acting goofy while he's getting his picture taken. Yeah, he and, like, hangs upside down. And like breaks a tree branch that yeah. he's hanging on. Well, you have... With live possums. You have one of the best characters. The kid who goes, hey, look at the dork. <laughs> and then like once Goofy breaks a thing and like he's like, this is my son, my ex. And the guy's like, look, it's dork well, and dork junior. The possum goes flying and down Max's shirt... Basically, when giving him rabbis, rabbis, <laughs> rabies. Yeah. Oh, that's what. Yeah, rabies. <laughs> oh, nice rabbi. Hello, <laughs> my son. Um, shalom. So, <laughs> Shabbat shalom. Um, I'm not Jewish, so thank you. <laughs> so, uh, the kid goes, "Look, it's Dork and Dork Junior." And then he's like, "Max, why are you so upset? Why? Because you threw a possum at him and took him on a trip that he clearly doesn't want to be a." To be fair, Max never tells Goofy why he doesn't want to go on the trip. He just says, "I don't want to go. I don't want to be here." Blah blah blah. Wah, 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 wah. But like, if he was like, "Hey, Dad, I was talking to this girl and we made a date, and if I go on this trip, then it's going to ruin that date," you don't think Goofy would have been like, "Yeah, okay." I'm a I'm a easygoing dad. We can push the trip back a couple of weeks, Max. Or I'll do he, it for you. Or if he explained, the principal is getting upset over nothing because he wanted to have a boring assembly. I wanted to prove that I'm cool, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, he, of course you're cool, Max." Like that's when you would have like the the uh, full house moment. The, the na, na, na. yeah, heart to heart. Yep, movie of- would be twenty minutes long. <laughs> Game over. It would be in the episode of uh, Goof Troop. Oh my god! Um, so, so they so Max gets pissed, storms out, like throws his possum head on the ground, which like it's a little sad. Yeah, it's kind of kind of broke my heart. Like I felt really bad for Goofy. That's where in that the Carter Burwell score comes in, like really handy. And they end up in the woods yep. to set up camp, and Pete and PJ show up. Yep. And this the. Oh, best this. RV in the I world. I love this RV. It's one of those things that's like, you can only do this in a cartoon, and it's just stuff of, like, my dreams, and, like, especially young kid me, this thing captured my imagination, because I was so much, like, I was super into video games, still am, but it was like, I if I was going outside, I would much rather, like, be playing my Game Boy than be playing Catch, and so, like, seeing them out there playing, uh, out there camping, and, like, so this, this giant RV shows up, it, like, Bikes itself into the ground, a um, a hot tub, uh, yeah, chainsaws down all the trees around it. A uh, hot tub shoots out of one side, a uh, basketball court shoots out of the other, a bowling alley appears on the the top, and an Olympic uh, swimming pool on the, the other yeah, side. A swimming pool comes out, and then like um, you go inside, and it's like all like wall to wall TVs and stereo equipment, and it's large enough for like I don't know, like thirty people. It looks just like, it, but it's only um. PJ and Pete, and it was just like, and you that's know, how I want to go camping. You know, PJ has like the shittiest room. Oh, obviously. And like, you got like a closet. Yeah. Uh, this uh, giant room is mine. You get that rat corner over there. Yeah, because Pete's a jerk. But like, so Max and PJ hang out for a little bit, but like Goofy and um, Pete have like this like heart to heart talk about how. Goofy needs to keep Max under his thumb, under or else, your thumb. or else, uh, uh, Pete, by the way, played by Jim Cummings, which is awesome. Um, or I told else, you a little fact about Jim Cummings today. He, yeah, what about him? How he calls hosp- hospitals, yeah, that uh, for kids who are sick and dying of cancer, he calls them as Winnie the Pooh and says, 
Oh, I heard you're feeling under the weather. And he cheers I cheers him up. Yeah. So sweet. I heard you have a rumbly in your tumbly. Yeah, it's called cancer, dude. <laughs> Jesus. You know who said it? A rumbly in my tumbly is not a very nice way to say cancer, well, that, Jim Cummings. That's how Pooh said he was hungry. I know, Pooh. Okay, we'll get to this at the end, but Pooh is my all-time favorite Disney I love character. Pooh. But anyways. Um, I always liked Owl. Oh, Owl was an ass. I hated Owl. He was so... That's because, that's because I'm conceited, pompous, and I apparently have all the friends in the world. Uh, apparently. No. I mean, it, only because John Cleese played him on... Uh, in, really? In the, the... I thought that was only in the newest one. I didn't realize he did it in the original no, one. No, it, it's uh, Craig Ferguson in the newest one, and then it was John Cleese in the a few of the 80s specials. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Yes, moving on. <laughs> um... Uh, Pete offers them dinner. He's like, hey, do you want to join us for dinner? And Goofy's like, no, we want to go fishing. And this is where, okay, Matt, no, Max is kind of a, a douche. He's like, no, we can go fishing whenever. We're staying for dinner, Dad. You're an idiot. Like He's like, <laughs> Maximilian, go! Yep, under your thumb. And then so he goes to teach him fishing. And this is like a key plot point because he teaches him the perfect cast, which is like just... You know, Goofy being weird and throwing his his fishing rod really, really far. Impressively. Like, yeah. it is a really good cast. Which turns into a great dance. Yes, it's like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. I'm a little teapot. Yeah, I'm a little teapot twirl cast. And he, while he's doing it, he catches a stake and he attracts Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. So, now they're in Seattle? I... No, they were further south because they had just yeah, come from... But that, I don't but, know. It, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. So uh, they record Bigfoot and they're like, oh, we're going to be famous. And Bigfoot destroys the tape. Yep. And they... Pete and um, PJ see him and just leave. Yeah, they're like, I'm sure you're going to be fine. Bye. Yeah, but, and so like Goofy and Max end up getting like caught in their car for yep. the evening or and the night. one of my favorite scenes is... Uh, they're like, is, is it high dad soup? No, that's so sad. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is, is, is he still out there? And then the sock puppets come up. Me, me, me. Me, me, me. They, like, fight each other. Yeah. And Bigfoot said, was weird. I was like, how does Bigfoot know about jo- Jody and Punch? Like, Punch. You, you know. He's Bigfoot. <laughs> um, And then uh, Max is starving. So Goofy opens a can with his mouth? Yeah, they found, like, a can of soup. They managed to, like, get it inside, and he uses his teeth to, like... Well, first they cook it on a cigarette lighter, which is totally an artifact of the past at this point. But then Goofy, like, uses his teeth and, like, punches... Punctures two holes in it, so that way there's, like, you can pour it, and there's enough air to escape, leave room for air to escape, whatever. That can't be hygienic at all. I'm sure it wasn't. Um, well, I I was was saying to you... What if his teeth just came out? Like, he just, gunk. And he's just like, oh my Gorsh. god. He starts bleeding to death. Not death, but. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, hi, Dad Sue. Well, he first starts out laughing to himself like a crazy person. He's, <laughs> well, like, he's goofy. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> whoa, what's so funny? <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> what? <laughs> hi, Dad Soup. Don't you remember, Maxie? You just wrote right little words. Like, <laughs> Hi, Dad, or bye bye, or, or I love you. Let's go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out of here. And so Max then writes "Hi, Dad" in the alphabet soup, and that makes them best friends forever. Well, the- oh no, sorry, go. 
Well, I said to you, he falls. Max falls asleep right away. He hands him the cup, then cuts to Max, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like zonked out. But then everyone else, Bigfoot's sleeping on top of the car, snoring, Goofy snoring, and Max can't sleep. So he tries to write a letter to Roxanne, explaining to her that he's a liar. Yeah, he's like, I lied to you. First off. You know, everyone knows he's not gonna send that. Come on, yeah. Like, how would he send it? He's in the middle of a car. Like, like that's nowhere near anything. Yeah, he's gonna get out of the car, get murdered by Bigfoot on the way to which a they post never office. address how they how they escape Bigfoot. They're just <laughs> driving in the next scene, right? Yeah. Like, that's not a problem they ever have to solve. Okay, Maxie, this is what's gonna happen. I'm going to chop off his head, and what happens? We never tell anyone you're gonna to take to him, our graves. You're going to kick him in the balls first. But, like, so Max accidentally opens up Devil's the devil's um, glove compartment. Yeah. Because, like, his the glove he kicks the glove compartment or something like that, and, like, the map, like, spills out. Mm-hmm. And this is Max's big moment where he rewrites history, and he rewrite he, like, changes the, um, the destination yeah. on the map he like redraws the lines of where they're gonna go and this glove box is so enticing it reminds me of uh mr ambrose from uh, bob's burgers the librarian don't do it don't do it do it look at topsy look up topsy i didn't say anything topsy topsy yeah like that's what this glove box is because it comes into play twice and both yep. times it's like don't look here look, look here and it's because it's it's like everything is like kind of like a blue light, but then as soon as the glove box opens up, it's like this like devil wash of red. And it's like so ominous and like spooky, but it's literally just a glove box. I feel like David Lynch was supposed to direct this animated <laughs> film because like you have the Carter Burwell's like soundtrack and then like you you have the <laughs> the the weird lights, like everything. And then you have Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> Why? Just kidding, he's dead now. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so then they're at a diner, and Goofy goes, Max, I want to talk to you about this. And he's like, oh, crap. And he, thought he's, he thinks he's been caught because he has the map. Yeah. And he's like, he makes a giant announcement in this diner. <laughs> this is so weird. Where Elvis is. Yeah, there's this, I don't know if it's Elvis, an Elvis impersonator. It's Elvis. Some dudes are dressed up like Elvis. Big Dog fat, Elvis. Fat big, Elvis. It's fat Elvis. So he must have been getting fool's gold. Which, if you don't gross. know what that... no. No, we're not talking about Fool's Cold. Gross. Do you know what it is? Yes. Okay. Gross. It's like 17 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches fried and gross. No, no. It's it's a loaf of Italian bread with peanut butter and jelly and a pound of bacon. Yeah. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. And like seven sticks of butter. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Oh, the butter is on top to just give it a gross. nice crust. Gross. <laughs> so anyways, Goofy announces to this diner that Max is now being... Max is going to be the navigator because he made a big deal earlier. Yeah. Like, Max can't be the navigator. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, yes. Bravo. Please, thank you. Thank Bravo. You, thank you. And like, you're the best father in the world. Why do you all care? I'd be like, shut up, you weirdo. Yeah, so then the movie, basically, it feels like they cut out like 20 minutes of the movie in this like one montage. Well, it becomes them just becoming like best friends while they're all like going to crazy fun places. Yeah, where, uh, so. They go all over the, the country when they're supposed to be going in a straight line. They go all over because yeah. they're in Florida, then they're like in Virginia, then they're in New Orleans, yep. then they're in 
they're in their new like first they go to like Nevada, then they go to New Orleans. It's like all over the place, and they're going to like amusement parks. They're going to um, the world's biggest ball of yarn. I they're, love Goofy's face because well, he's so happy. Well, because the, before Max could tell he wasn't having a good time because yep. they were going to like monster truck shows and stuff yeah. like that. And then Goofy's face is like <gasps> he's like so happy to see the biggest ball of yarn in the world. And uh, and when they're in New Orleans. Goofy commits murder. <laughs> How does he commit murder? The mime. Oh yeah, he yeah. like cuts. He's so he's like. There's this mime who's doing street performing, and Goofy comes up to him because Goofy's a great performer as well, and he starts doing miming, and like he gives the guy a rope to hold. Goofy cuts the rope, and a piano literally falls on him, <laughs> squishing him to death. Yeah, what did you do? That was the man who slept with your mother, and that's why she's gone. <laughs> Goofy just tying up loose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what the entire movie is really or, about. Or, or what if after that happened, like it cuts to them shaking in the back of an ambulance, and just like throwing up <laughs> with the blankets and the cocoa. Like, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. The rope was invisible. It'd be pretty messed up. So then they end up in like the dirtiest motel. The, like you think of like you have those hotels or motels, hotels, whatever that are like quote-unquote destination honeymoon suites with all their like themed rooms yeah, like what's this is this this is California. the old west room uh, i don't know because they have like the medieval room and like there's one up north in new hampshire as well like in north conway or something like that oh, but it's like never e- yeah ever it's, it's like heart-shaped beds and like heart-shaped jacuzzis in every burn. room and it's like you you have to burn that room before yeah, exactly. don't go in with a black light <laughs> and so like max and goofy are staying in this place and there's this clearly the um like underwater suite yeah because like the water the beds are made are water beds and they've got like goldfish in yeah them, they have fish in them which is weird which if they wake up in the morning max is gonna look down and those fish are gonna be like yeah like staring right at him because yep. <laughs> and like goofy was really impressed that the um this is like super illegal the uh the furniture was made out of coral. Like, yeah. think of how much coral that would take to make a dresser. And like, they'd have to like cut it off the Great Barrier Reef. And Max is playing with the light, which is like, a, it's like a, Ariel, but her boobs light up. Yeah, it's like a dirty light, and he's like, "Ooh, classy!" No, <laughs> you brought him to a herpes-filled nightmare. Exactly. That hotel probably runs by the hour, or that oh. motel. <laughs> so then Pete shows up and and pretends to be the cops, and. Um, he goes, hey, Goof, can we set set up an extension cord? Which, they're clearly cleaning out the toilet. Yeah, they're, they're flushing out, and, like, there's all these holes in the hoses that he's run from his RV to the toilet, and it's, like, springing leaks, and, like, there's so it's just, like, crap and, like, pee going everywhere. And, and Max and PJ eat, uh, Goofy gets them a pizza. Yeah. And when we cut back to the room, the pizza's, like, not eaten on the floor everywhere. And I pointed out to you, they're dogs. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. So they, what else would they do? So P- Pete overhears uh, Peach and... Uh, and Max. Max talking. Max telling Peach, Peach about him know, changing the, the map. And he takes it upon himself to tell Goofy in the most douchiest way. Yeah, he's like, your son... He doesn't respect you. He's, he's a he, bad kid. He's a bad kid, Goofy. He changed the map on you. And Goofy's like, no, I don't believe you. I refuse to believe you. And he goes to check the map. And Satan's glove box tells him that they're going to Los Angeles. And Goofy's face is just like... He looks like he's suffering like from PTSD. 
Like he come, he like he sees that in the glove glove compartment, goes back into their room, like gets into bed, shuts off the light, and like clearly doesn't sleep throughout the night. This, that transition's amazing. This feels like a Coen Brothers movie. Like, yeah, that's where it shifts into that. I wholly agree with you. Yeah. So then the next day they're driving and he's like, here's our junction. Left or right, son? Left goes to California. Right goes to Iowa. <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> Idaho, sorry. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, that's how roads work, Goofy. 100%. <laughs> like it's like a dead shot. Yeah. There's one road and it goes from like Boston and it like loop loops around the country and then it splits and goes to California or Iowa. Uh, so he he says left, and they go to California. And Goofy gets pissed. Yeah, like <laughs> it looks like he's just about to backhand Max. He's just like, I thought he was gonna kill him. Like he looks like he's gonna be like, well, I'm gonna pull then over. Then this just definitely becomes a Coen Brothers movie. He's just like, Max, how could you? And you're shaking him, Maxie. Max, Max, no, Max, wake up, wake up, Max. It's okay. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, Max. Wow, we took this to a dark place. So he's like. Come on, Dad, just talk to me. And Because Goofy pulls over. Yeah. So Besides the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Weird. Obviously. So Max is like, fine, if you're not going to talk to me. And then he leans on the back of the car. And he didn't put the e-brake in. Yep. And it goes down. So they're chasing after the car. Mm-hmm. And all their stuff goes flying all over the place. They end up in the ocean. It's, or a, the, it's a river. It's a it's river. A river. And down in the canyon but as they're falling into the canyon like they start yelling at each other and max is like i never wanted to come on this trip anyways I was only trying to take my boy fishing okay i'm not your little boy anymore dad i've grown up i've got my own life now i know that i just wanted to be part of it you made me i wanted to do this thing with roxanne i wanted to finger blast or something like that i don't remember what he was talking about and goof was like I this don't was want- my chance dad <laughs> you only get one date with roxanne and goofy was like i didn't want you to get killed by the electric chair maxi and he's like what the hell are you talking about what if it went darker he's like well i never wanted you to be born in the first place that would have been amazing like, that would have been like existential <laughs> but like so they the a car lands in the river and starts floating, and so they get on the car, and this is where the movie remembers that it's a musical again, because they reconcile through song. Yeah, nobody else but you. Which legitimately was catchy. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. I was, yeah. Nobody else but you, it's just our luck, we're stuck together, no. Body else but you is crazy enough to believe we'll come through. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's weird because you have Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, who's been the voice of Goofy for like thirty years. Yeah, I just looked it up eighty seven. Since yeah. nineteen eighty seven he's been so, the voice. Him singing <laughs> and then you have voice of an angel Aaron Lore. <laughs> And it doesn't add up again. No, 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 no. At that point, like, clearly Goofy is not supposed to have a good singing voice, so just let the other voice actors sing for Max. It doesn't have to be good. Yeah. Like, I I just want it to be authentic. Like, Danny Kaye couldn't sing. He could carry a tune, but he wasn't, like, the best singer. Mm -hmm. But he still sings in, like, White Christmas and um, uh, the Court Jester, and it's fine. Yeah. Like, just... 
Come on, Disney. Let him do it. Come on. Jerks. So then he's explaining to Goofy about what's going on with Roxanne. And he yeah. goes, my little boy's in love. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. yeah. Come on, man. I like Pump her. The I, I'm 14. I just want to, you know, have fun. Play the field. I don't want to get tied down right now. We're going to go to college and we're going to drift apart. But for right now, we just want to have a good There's time. There's that 29-year-old woman who's <laughs> in our grade who likes me, too. Playing the field here. Come on, Dad. So then uh, he's like, well, we got to get you on that stage. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, why do you always think I'm going to lead you into danger? And then there's a freaking waterfall. waterfall. That's not Goofy's fault. That's Max's fault. They would not have been in that situation had Max not pushed the car down. True. So well, actually, Goofy didn't put the e-brake on. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So okay. then they, they're going down this waterfall and... The tarp turns into a parachute. Yeah, there's like yeah, there's this tarp somewhere that they find, uh, and Goofy ends up catching Max with a fishing rod yep. while Max is using a parachute. But then Goof the handle slips off the fishing rod, so Goofy falls down the waterfall. But Max executes the perfect cast. Yeah, and I said to you, what if he didn't catch him? And then it cuts back to him uh, in Roxanne. So, Max, how was the concert? How was the casting, Max? How was the cast? My dad's dead. My dad's dead, jerk. I wanted to see um, Goofy, like, he does catch Goofy, but as he's falling, the the uh, it pulls a, um, a Gwen Stacy, and it snaps <laughs> his, his neck, neck right at the bottom. And he's just like, That would have uh. been super dark. <laughs> no, Dad. No. Oh. He's like, we rever- we reverse now, and it's Max. And then Richard crying. Parker shows up at the grave <laughs> yeah, in a deleted scene. Yep. And, and Electro's mad. And then he fights the rhino. Cause... Well, Electro's mad because he forgot it was his birthday. Yeah, okay, it's, it's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. So then, after he saves his dad, because... Cut to Powerline concert. At the Greek theater. Yeah, we're like... like speaking of like skipping a couple of scenes, I think we skipped a couple of scenes how of how did... they're going to get into here, because they just, like are thrown in in like well how did they end up in that drum kit and in that exactly. guitar case that, like, that's how they end up getting in backstage because they've been smuggled in in these these things but how do they get there and whatever like, like uh can you picture goofy as like a jason Bourne, like james bond he's just like <laughs> snapping necks gosh <laughs> whoopsie doodle um so then max and goofy get separated and one of the best images from this movie mm-hmm. is goofy's looking for max oh, yeah. and breaks into the dressing room of uh, one of the backup dancers of oh, the fat lady who the, sings when it's over yeah and uh she screams ah and he just goes Whoa. yeah like his, his face is like he like pulls his nose down and like twiddles his ears yeah and he like does that thing where he like he's his face is looking down but his eyes are looking up and he's just like he's blushing yeah that was that was my background on my phone for the longest time because that image is just so funny you must have been very confused just with your life at that point you look at it and you're like i'm feeling something in here no it was goofy (laughs) i'm just saying man goofy blushing yeah i know goofy Uh he's he's an attractive man dog sorry dog so um goofy ends up on stage the max ends up on stage the way that goofy ends up on stage is awesome because he's like in this like glass ball that gets like raised up and, and it gets, gets like electrocuted. electrocuted and the glass ball explodes and then goofy starts doing the perf or 
Goofy is just standing there on stage, but Max is like being chased by a bouncer and he's up in the rafters and he yells down to Goofy. He's like, do the perfect cast. And so Goofy does the perfect cast dance and, and um, it catches on like wildfire. And uh, Roxanne's friend's house. Uh, oh, Stacy. Stacy is her name because I remember at the beginning of the movie, the, the nerdy kid goes, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So, uh. Polly Shore goes, that goof kid's not there. And then when Max ends up on the stage, he's like, that's my friend. That's my friend. <laughs> he's such a jerk. Like, yeah. That goof kid ain't there. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah. He'll be there. Yeah. If we listen to each other. And he's still drinking that same cheese whiz. Yeah, the, he... It might be a different one, but... No, it's probably the same one. Um, So, Max commits murder. (laughs) Yeah, because he, like, kills that bouncer, dude. Yeah, because they're on the thing. They're on the scaffolding. scaffolding, Or the lighting. Lighting scaffolding. And it breaks, and Max goes flying, and the guy's holding onto his legs, and goes flying into the screen, and then there's sparks. So... And you never see him again. So, Goofy and Max both have committed murder on this trip. (laughs) And they end up dancing with Powerline while yeah. singing a super awesome song. And I remember when I was a little kid, because Roxanne gets so excited and she smiles. Mm-hmm. And I remember like getting goosebumps. I was like, I, he did it! I remember getting the like having that exact same reaction. Like That was one of the moments in watching a movie that I felt like the main character had actively accomplished something. And I felt like proud of the main character for doing that. And I rewatched that. Like, I, cause the first time I saw this movie, I didn't see it in theaters. Um, we rented it on VHS and I rewatched that scene like six times in a row because it just made me feel so happy and cool for Max. I was like, he did it. Yeah. I was so happy. Cause if I lie to women, I can get away. I with can accomplish anything. anything. Just ask my wife. Jeez. I'm kidding. So, I swear I'll pick up my socks. So then, it's a callback to the beginning. So then he, um, they go back and he's like, "You got to tell the truth, Maxie," and he tells her the truth. And oh, that's right, because they drive their car all the way back, like this beat up, busted no way. car. Like it's a National Lampoon's vacation style. Yep. And she goes, "Why did you lie to me?" And he goes. Because I wanted you to like me. And she's like, I already did like you. How about you tell the truth? Because my dad thought I was going crazy and kidnapped me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was actively child abused. Like, emotionally. And and then... Not physically. Emotionally. And then she's like, well, do you want to go out tonight? And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm hanging out with my dad. Dude, you just spent, like, six months with him. Yeah, like, you have the girl of your dreams. So they're going out tomorrow night, but then it cuts to Goofy, and he's pointing at the car, and the car explodes. And, I and said, Goofy dies. Yeah, and I said to you, what if the movie just ended just there? It's with Goofy's, because like, Goofy's like shoes are left on the ground, yeah. like, you know, when people like get in car accidents and their shoes fly off. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, credits. Goofy's dead. If we listen to each other. So... Goofy, like, crashes through her porch roof. Yeah. And, and Max is like, Roxanne, this is my dad. Enchante, madam. Goofy has to be, like, a lady killer. Because, like, literally, he probably killed Max's mom. Because how else would he have gotten Max's mom? Or, like, Max was such a big baby that he <laughs> killed her. He murdered her on his way out. Death and childbirth. Like, Luke and Leia. I... 
Maybe. Because, okay, so you got to figure they're dogs. So dogs have like five to six puppies at a time, like four to five, right? Four to six, mm-hmm. give or take. Max doesn't have any brothers or sisters, so he probably yeah, killed he probably too. killed them all on the way out, and then like his mom just died with like all these extra babies. <laughs> That's dark. I'm back. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not even gonna finish that thought. All I said is she ran off with the mime, and that's why. Uh, why he killed her? He, that's why he had to kill the mime. Um, so with, she probably like it's it's a Disney movie, so, so she's she's dead. definitely dead. Yeah, like one hundred percent dead, and it was probably like a sickness or something like that. So it's probably super heartbreaking. Yeah. So with the Disney afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, we said we were going to talk about it again. Um, what what was it that like really made you love it? Disney Afternoon? Yeah. Uh, specifically Chippendale. I loved Chippendale. Like, um, this is going to sound like, so, taking it back to not just the medium of TV, um, I remember playing the video games that were based on these... Oh, the Capcom uh, games? The Cap- yeah, they, yeah. Were all, they were all Capcom, you're correct. Um, I specifically played the DuckTales game, which was amazing. That and, one was great. And the Chippendale game, which was hardish yeah, crap, the, but it was so the much The Tailspin fun. game was so hard, too. I never played the Tailspin game. Because he... It's like a flying one, though, right? Yeah, but instead of it just being the plane, they had mm-hmm. Baloo's head. But his head was so big that you got caught on. Yeah, and, and the head was what, what took damage as well and stuff like that. I, I do remember that briefly. I never owned it, but I did play it. And um, the Darkwing Duck game is so good. It's like a Mega Man Light style game, nice. and it's so much fun. So that's like, it was really playing those games that made me actively love the cartoons because I loved the Chippendale cartoon. And I remember I had a VHS tape of Chippendale. And it was an episode where, um, I forget the name of the professor guy, not Fat Cat, but the professor guy who looked like Baxter Stockman from the Turtles, uh, who was the other Chippendale nemesis. He, um, he builds this like electrostatic machine that was like taking animals and like brushing them and building up like a static electricity charge. And Mm -hmm. that's the first boss in the first level. And like, it blew my mind that something from the show was there and I was so excited and I loved it. And that game is so much fun and i remember playing co-op and the ducktales game is amazing you go to the moon and the moon theme song is like the best theme song involved one of the best theme songs, theme songs in all of video games um so yeah that's my memories of disney afternoon is like what playing the games and being like i like these shows because i like the games type of deal it's just so much fun see i would only watch it to a certain point because goof troop was on at the same time as animaniacs mm. so i'd switch over to animaniacs makes sense and I just Decktales was amazing. Chip yep. and Dale was amazing. Yep. Uh the cult one was great. The cola the Coca Cola cult one or the crazy cola cult. Oh, oh. Okay. Where they see the, the cartoon the commercial and they think it's a yeah. I remember that. Um Tailspin was great except I didn't like Tailspin that much. I only liked it, it because of um uh what the kit kit, kit i kit. think his name was I, and he would like sky surf or something like that that was really cool i had the plane mm-hmm. and with a blue Ooh. and a kit and uh i had do you remember um i think it was corn pops had like a uh a thing where if you collected enough box tops and you sent away you would get like the toys they had like um uh tailspin toys and mm-hmm. i like wanted the kit one so bad and i eventually got it and i played with that thing for like hours because him flying was the coolest thing to me, but I didn't like the rest of the show. Yeah, same thing for me. 
Also, it was Baloo, and I love Baloo. Yeah, Baloo's pretty cool. Um, so, for Saturday morning cartoons, what what else did you love watching? Turtles, easily Turtles. Yep. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was specifically Saturday morning, but I watched into Turtles all the time. Um, I also was really into um, Beast Wars. I believe was Saturday morning. Beast Wars was great. Yeah, Beast Wars was fantastic. Beast uh, Wars wasn't Saturday morning. It was like syndicated right away. You're right, but the um, the one after Beast Wars, Beast Machines, yep. I think was mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Because I remember having to get up early to watch that. And there was a period when I was in middle school where um, they had caught up to Dragon Ball Z. Like, Dragon Ball Z, uh, they were only releasing new episodes instead of once every day. They were only releasing them on Saturday mornings. So I think the Boo Saga was all... Saturday morning cartoons, and I watched those too. And that was great, because it was Dragon Ball Z, and I loved it. I liked Recess. Recess was good. I liked Pepper Ann. Mm, Pepper Ann was fine. It didn't super do it for me. but. And uh, what was the other? I liked Disney's one Saturday morning, like the Disney stuff I yep, loved. Yeah, that was Recess and stuff like that, right? That was, yeah, that was Doug, Doug. They got Doug eventually, right? They got Nickelodeon, Doug. but then Disney got, ABC got Doug. Yeah, but ABC ruined Doug. Yes, like. they gave him long sleeves, and it was the worst. <clears throat> yeah, and um, they made Roger rich. It was like, oh, yeah. Because they couldn't have him living in a trailer park, not on a Disney not show. on Disney, nope, nope, nope. Um, it was Phoebe's oh. role. Rocco's Modern Life. That was a Saturday morning cartoon? Nick, that show was great. Nicktoons Saturday mornings. You had Doug, the original Doug. Mm-hmm. You had Rugrats. You had Rocco's Modern Life, Ren and Stimpy. Huh. I don't remember that. I remember the shows. I don't remember them being Saturday hey morning. Hey Arnold. That's awesome. Hey Arnold was good. Hey Arnold took over for Doug when Doug went yes. to Yes. Yeah. I remember Hey Arnold was uh, Harriet the Spy. Um, yep. They, they showed the first episode before Harriet the Spy. I remember one of my friends going to see it, and like, she said she was like, "Oh, I saw Harriet the Spy," and I was like, "How was Hey Arnold before it? Was it any good?" Because like it was coming out in like two weeks, and she was like, "Yeah, it was great." And I was like, "Yes." Because he did the hit me, no, I'll hit me, and he did James Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember being so excited for Hey Arnold, and my sister and I loved the cartoon before Harriet the Spy, and then we like hated Harriet the Spy. No, well, yeah, it was a bad movie. Yeah, that's a movie we should talk about. I remember watching that one at a sleepover. Um. So, as we come to the end of this, how many bagels? I have one thing I want to do before I get to the end of that. Go this ahead. is really straightforward and simple. Um, so, Goofy uh, is, I believe, my fourth favorite character for Disney. Um, it goes Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. Chip and Dale, Goofy. That's my order of awesomeness. Just going to say that. I love Goofy. Goofy's one of my favorites. Uh, he's my favorite um standalone like cartoon shorts like from like the 50s and 60s like goofy shorts are my absolute favorite donald ducks are really close second but goofy's number one anyways so bagels. Am, I, am i supposed to do my favorite if you want to you were... well it goes rafiki wow okay Lo- i love rafiki jiminy cricket oh he's cool goofy scrooge mcduck scrooge or, is a actually, solid choice launchpad mcquack Ooh. love launchpad Always love Lionel. I'm excited Beck. for the new DuckTales show. Because it's Beck Bennett. I love Beck Bennett. Um, so how many bagels? Um, for Goofy Movie... Okay. It's a little dated. Uh, there's a lot of 90s cheese in here. Mm-hmm. Um, literally. Yeah, literally with the cheese whiz stuff. So I'm going to have to knock off some for that. I have just a whole bagel is coming out for Polly Shore. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's... In... 
all the other voice talent is like innocuous and this is it's so blatant. It's like just a slap in your face. I'm Because Jason Marsden is so good as Max. Yes, he is. He's great. Like, because um, uh, what's her name was originally great as Max, mm-hmm. and you needed to get someone better to replace her and yeah. honor her. And I think he did such a good job. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, so right now we've taken. I've taken out two. One of these days you're gonna have to go first. Cause I feel like I always go first. Um, I can go. No, it's okay. I'm I'm working on it now. I'm gonna say. Yeah, we'll stick with 11, because the 90s cheese is a little off, and Polly Shore. Um, the animation's great. It really is. Like, there's some really good animation in this. Uh, the story's relatively solid. Um, I love Goofy. Uh, the music, for what there is, is mostly catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, the jokes more or less land. I chuckled a bunch during this. Um, yeah, that's where I, I've landed, is 11. I love this movie, but I am taking out three. Okay. Um, Polly Shore, I'm taking out a bagel and a half. He's so <laughs> he's, annoying. He's the worst. Um, and then they commit murder twice. <laughs> That's a, the other half of that bagel. And then the final bagel is because I love this because I'm a sucker for father-son stories. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the father-son story of Pete and PJ could have also been explained. Because this movie's so short, they could have also... Yeah, it was only 77 minutes long. They could have told Pete and PJ's side of the story as well. Yeah, I agree. Or even Roxanne's. Like, something was missing. You needed mm-hmm. another storyline, because it was all yeah. A story. Yeah, there is no B story, you're correct. Yeah, yeah I 100% agree with that. That's a, that's a good point. So, do you remember what we're doing next time? I do not. I don't know. No TV and no beer. Make Dwight something something. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. We're doing Treehouse of Horror 5 or 6. From season 6. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, until then. It'll be 5. Because they didn't start until the second season. Yeah. So, no, it's season 6 that that's in. That one is season 6. So, it'd be 5. Oh, yes. They didn't start until season 2. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm losing it. It's late. It's yeah, so it's late. So, guys, you can uh, tweet at us. Let us know what you think we should do for November. We're leaning towards Nickelodeon. Give us a... But we also did just do a bunch of cartoons, so who knows? Well, I was thinking maybe do some Pete and Pete. Oh, okay. Hey, Are dude. you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Harriet the Spy. That was the Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so, uh, you can... Or we might do 90s November... You can tweet at us uh, at writer bagel basket. No vowel for writer. No vowels for bagel. No. Basket basket ba- bagel has ba- has vowels. Yeah, because Twitter hates us. And then email us. Let us know what you like about the show. Come on, any feedback is great. Mm-hmm. So that's writer's bagel basket. W r i t e r s b a g e l b a s k e t at gmail dot com. And until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Dwight Stearns. Stay swifty. Bye. Bye.